0: Hello and welcome to episode two of Much More Football. I am your host, Frankie Lippold, alongside Mitch Ball and Mitch Farnsworth. Mitch Farnsworth, hello to you, sir.
1: How are we doing, guys?
0: Mitch Ball, hello. How you
2: doing, Mitch? How you doing, Frank? We're doing
0: well. So, to start off the show, uh, there's no real big games this week, so we thought we'd talk about last week first. So, Mitch Ball, to you, the thundering herd. How about
2: him? You know, last week, I thought that was my lock. Um, You guys really swayed me away from him because, you know, you made... It sounded like Boise State was the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> um, turns out I should have went with my gut because the herd covered. Um, you know, I'm just kind of disappointed. But at the same time, I'm not. I got my pick right last yeah, week. So we'll just talk about went, that later in the show. All, so right? Go, Go herd, though, baby. Go herd.
0: Jesus Christ. All right, so with no big games this week, we're going to talk about last week's game. So Mitch Farnsworth, to you, how about what you see in the LSU and Texas game?
1: i saw two great quarterbacks battling that for sure joe burrow you know he was he could just find a way to get past um, past the linebackers and in between the safeties he always could find a wide receiver in the deep ball um i kind of feel like texas was battling back the whole game after you know the two at the they got stopped twice in the first quarter at the one yard line uh the first one they couldn't run it in and then they get the pick inside the 20 and they return it to the three and then they uh got stopped again um so that's kind of 14 points off the board right there right uh, I, I really was just so impressed with the quarterback play it was back and forth back and forth uh it was close to the end when texas almost got that onside uh you just couldn't control it in bounds. um uh, LSU comes out with the close seven point victory, but I kind of would have want to see if uh, what Texas would have done if he was able to control the ball. But obviously, turning turnout like that, so you know, right, LSU got.
0: Yeah. The... So Mitch Baller, to um, you, Texas
2: was saying they were DBU,
0: but um, <laughs> how about how, how about that?
2: <laughs> That's cute. That's... I like when guys think they're you know part of a club or. They own something. They really don't. And LSU, guess what? They're also not DBU because they got torched through the air as well. This is true. So the real, D- yeah. the, the real DBU is the Ohio State University. We'll just say that right now. As for LSU-Texas, I picked Texas. I was wrong. Yep. I will admit I was wrong. Joe Burrow showed up, did what Joe Burrow is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Heisman Watch, I will yep. put him on the list right now. I will put him ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. I will also make the case for LSU jumping up ahead of Ohio State. I think they should have jumped up higher. They have the most impressive win in college football this year mm-hmm. through two weeks. So, I, everyone that's, you know, Ohio State fans that are hurt that LSU jumped over them, yeah. cry. Yeah. Cry. Okay, we've played nobody. Uh, they beat Texas. Um, I thought the play calling for Texas was suspect.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought the
2: coaching for Texas was suspect. Tom Herman, I think, was out of his element. Which surprised me because they beat SEC teams last year. Right. It was at Texas, home field advantage. Game day was there. Shocked me a little bit.
0: So I mean, I know on last week's show we touched on uh, if Texas wins, they, would they be quote back. So do you think they are back after this close loss?
2: I think Texas was still back. You know, I think they are back. They're relevant again. They're in the top twenty-five still. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellinger's great. I'm not gonna say great quarterback. He's a good quarterback though. Yeah, we're, probably oh, yeah. one of the top in the country. Um, I, I still think they're back. I think if you have your own network called Longhorn Network, it means you never really left. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, they're back. Do you have any final
0: thoughts on LSU, Texas, Farnsworth?
1: Uh, no, I, that was kind of it. It was a fun game to watch. Oh, you know, for I sure. Other, so I got to kind of just see the highlights. I didn't get to see the full game, but it was just an enjoyable game back and forth, two great quarterbacks playing it up, you know, not great, I guess. But, you know, two quarterbacks that were playing, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a great game back and forth is all I'm going to say. You know, it all was right. an enjoyable start to a season.
0: And we, then we... Uh, the earlier game that was a bigger game, Texas A&M versus Clemson. Clemson dominated pretty much.
2: Mitch Balla, what did you think about this game? Uh, I believe I said last week that A&M was going to go into Death Valley and their playoff hopes were going to be ruined. <laughs> if and they ever had that's problems. exactly what happened. Yeah. Um. I think A and M was an imposter. They were acting like they were a very good team. Um. I think Clemson is the best team in the country still until someone proves me and them differently. Right. And like I said, nobody was going to Death Valley. I, Mitch, I'm pretty sure last week you read off a fact about their record at home. I believe.
1: I um, uh, I'd have to look that up. In one second. I think I think you did. I mean, yeah, and no, even if right. not,
2: you know, we're going to say you did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For the purpose you of the show. Trust me. Yeah. Um, look, nobody's going to Death Valley beating them. I did not expect A&M to put up a fight, and they didn't. They looked awful. They really did. Their That's offense, all I'll
0: say. Offense was sluggish. Jimbo Fisher was clueless half the time. But they they got me the backdoor cover with three seconds left. They were uh, plus 16 and a half, and they were, both teams were really trying. Texas A&M really wanted to score the touchdown. Clemson really wanted to stop them, put their number ones back in. But Texas A&M got me the backdoor cover. Got me the, the my first victory of the Lots of the week, so I will gladly take that. But Mitch Farnsworth, what do you see out of Clemson?
1: Uh, that stat was fifty-three, now fifty-four and three at home yes. in the last. I eight knew you years. had a stat. Wow. So yeah, so fifty-four and three in the last eight years for them. What I saw in the game is I thought Texas A and M's offense really let them down. Like mm-hmm. really did. It was zero zero at the half or at the end of the first quarter. Um, they had the ball in the third or in the second quarter. They were driving. On third and 10 at the Clemson 15, they kind of did a delayed run. So I was kind of confused. Like, we're play, you're playing number one team in the nation on the road. Mm-hmm. At third and 10 at the Clemson 15, and you do a delayed run. I was kind of confused about that. So they added a field goal there. But I am impressed by Tra- Travis Etienne. That, you mm-hmm. give that yep. guy five yards of space, he's going to take it to the house. Because he is just so dynamic dynamic in the way he can move and get down the field speed and space it's amazing um and then they had that two wide receivers open with uh, uh lawrence rolled out to the left right you just had that. it was the third and 11 it was third and 11 you can't let anybody behind you on third and 11 and it turned into seven points for clemson mm-hmm. um then they had fumbles. The had a fumble at the 50 in the second that led to a field goal. Mm-hmm. And then had a late hit in the end of uh, the first half that gave them a, uh, I think, another touchdown or a field goal. You know right. they can't have these things. And then their offense only had 95 yards total in the first half. Mm-hmm. You know, the defense kept it in them, kept them in the game. But you know, you just your offense just kind of had too many mistakes, and that led to Clemson winning.
0: Oh, absolutely. So sticking to our talking about last week um michigan versus army was a, a whale of a game uh back and forth but farnsworth since you are the michigan fan here we will ask for your thoughts on the game first
1: no no i want to hear you guys first I, okay. i'll go actually get a sandwich you guys talk for about like maybe five ten minutes
2: and then i'm back i'm just to you uh, <laughs> last, last week <laughs> For the first time in my life, I was giving Michigan props. Like, oh, yeah, they got it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I really want a good weekend. You know, want my picks to be right. Right. And there I was sitting on the edge of my couch (laughs) thinking, oh, my God, is this Appalachian State all over again. And I was rooting. I had people here like, oh, no, we need Michigan to be undefeated when we play them. I said, no. Hell no. I (laughs) want to see them lose. And I – Mitch, as a Michigan fan, you – you, can't. you have to be worried now. Am I Am I wrong? Like, you have to be a little bit worried. I'm very worried. Okay. I, I'm
1: more worried than I was two weeks ago. Um, yep. You know, Shea Patterson, uh, they, they had three fumbles in the first half. Oh, that yeah. really took them down. It brought. You know, it was not good. It had uh, most of the fans... You know, booing at halftime. I thought the defense played great, especially against a triple option team, which is a very difficult Mm -hmm. offense to stop. I
2: will agree with Um, you 100%. And,
1: you know, Michigan's got two defensive tackles still hurt. But still, I thought they played really great. Um, That fumble led to an Army touchdown. Uh, Then there was a really bad call. The officials uh, called, uh, I think it was Josh Metellus, down. When his knee was off the ground, when he got control of the ball, it would have made it for him, uh, Michigan fourteen to seven. Um, but the offensive line wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really needs to be upgraded because that their offensive line play was. Uh, Charbonnet had I think thirty carries and a hundred yards or something like that, and it was, they were average. I think it was the first time uh, it. Jim Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan that they averaged less than two point nine yards per rush, so that was kind of scary. Um, and the really thing, I think Army really beat themselves this game. I, I think yeah, they I'd definitely mm-hmm. could have won this game a hundred percent. The INT on third and goal from the five yard line, right? I- they got away from what they do. Army got away from running the ball inside the five yard line, and they tried to go with that that little rollout pass and it got picked
2: off mm-hmm. I, I think
1: that stole seven from them that would have made it 21 to seven
2: yeah i think they tried to outsmart michigan but instead they outsmarted themselves i yeah. think I, you know I think they're
1: gone back to what they do yep. best and 21 7 i agree and um, that on they almost made that field goal that 50 yarder it was closer than i thought um, yeah real close I think that next week, I think this is a perfect time for a bye week, though. You know, we got a few guys injured. Shea's got hurt in the first game in Middle Tennessee State, but he's still working through it. So I think this is a good time. Jonathan Peoples-Jones is most likely back next week for Wisconsin, who Jonathan Taylor looks
0: yep.
1: unstoppable. Yep. Yeah. Their deep hasn't let a point up against South Florida, and I think it was Central Michigan, so they mm-hmm. haven't let a point. So they're feeling good. I'm not sure if Wisconsin's playing this week or who they are playing, but I'll probably have to look closer. But, you know, they they need help. They, they, the offense looks like they were said they were going to open up the playbook. They, I, I haven't seen it. It's been mostly delayed runs. That's all I really saw.
0: So my two biggest takeaways from this game was the first one, uh, I believe the game was still tied. They were, Michigan had the ball in the red zone, and for some reason Harbaugh decides to go for it when they could just kick a field goal, take the lead in the fourth quarter. What Did you see that play? What did you thought of it, Mitch? I don't know if I saw that play or if I just don't remember that play. Oh, okay. Mid- Farnsworth, do you remember the play? Uh, no, not really. Okay, <laughs> and I'm by myself here. Yeah, They were... Uh, they were Fourth and, like, six, fourth and seven, maybe at the 20, 25-yard line, could kick a field goal to, to take the lead. Uh, I think it would have made it 17-14 at the time. Um, but chose to go for it, and then that gave Army more momentum. But I'm in agreeance. I mean, even in overtime, Army scores first, Michigan answers, and then Michigan has to settle for a field goal. And you're at, what, third and 11, third and 12. Michigan just got a big sack. An army. All you got to do is really run the ball, get five six yards, and just makes it make it a manageable manageable field goal. But yet they try to pass it. Michigan Michigan gets a great jump, ends up sacking the quarterback, and ends up winning the game. Um, and that was my biggest. That was my one biggest take. My my other one was the way Michigan celebrated, jumping into the crowd. It looked like they won the national yeah.
2: championship. I, if I would not be celebrating like that, but yeah. hey, you know, good for them. Maybe they, yeah. they beat Army, man. Real tough. That, but that actually. Just An not, army
1: team that's won ten games straight.
2: Not not good though. Well, not they anymore. Mean, they don't respect the troops. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, they well, didn't exactly. respect the troops. You know? I think
1: we should they showed they had a lot of respect for the troops, I think. <laughs> you know,
2: but if they really respected <laughs> Pretty
1: them. self explanatory.
2: If they really respected them, I think they would have taken a knee in overtime. Yeah. But you know they don't respect the troops, so we'll add it again. Yeah. Gotta be better. That's <laughs> all I'm gonna say.
1: Gotta be better.
0: So move we'll move over to Ohio State now. Ohio State dominant performance over Cincinnati. Justin Fields looked great. Um, But we'll talk about Indiana this week. They opened Big Ten play, 18-point favorites. And Mitch Ball, a question for you. With Big Ten play starting, do you see Ohio State end up winning the Big Ten this year?
2: That's that's tough. You know, they've played two cupcakes so far. Um, We go to Nebraska, don't we? Yes. I think it's going to be a tough one to play. We play Michigan State at home at night. That's a homecoming game. We have Wisconsin. Oh, uh, Northwestern like, I think a Thursday or it's, Friday night. It's a Friday night, night game. It is yeah. a Friday night Traveling game. Traveling to Northwestern. They have a lot of tough games. This is probably one of the tougher Big Ten schedules they had, and I think that's a good thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not Michigan's always going to be a tough game, no matter how good or bad they are. It's a rivalry game. Oh, right. Um, you know, this is probably going to be the toughest Big Ten schedule they've had in the past few years. Mm-hmm. I'm, all, I'm really excited for it. As of now, um, I think even if they lose a game... They could still win the Big Ten and go to the Big Ten championship game. I think that there's a good possibility that all these teams are going to beat up on each other. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, Mitch Farnsworth, what do you see out of this Ohio
0: State Indiana game? On the road, noon kickoff, what do you think uh, about Indiana and uh, their chances? I'm
1: go back actually to last week, oh, okay. I thought Ohio State had a great game plan, totally, that whole Cincinnati game. They spread out Cincinnati's defense so well. They went to the outside corners beautifully. They ran the RPO perfectly. It was, you know, they had these big runs up the middle because once Cincinnati was spread out, it opened up the whole defense for that run game. Fields was able to, you know, make great decisions. I thought it was a great game plan. Mm -hmm. Um, But for this week, um, I think that Indiana has their quarterback as a game-time decision, uh, Michael Penix. I think he, it's most likely he's going to be out. Uh, Peyton Ramsey, I think, is going to start now, who was the starter for the last two years for Indiana. So uh, it'll be interesting. Um, I just don't think Indiana has, they'll they'll stick around like Indiana usually does, like mm-hmm. the first two quarters, and then the second half, I'll you, will probably pull away.
0: I agree with that. So, Mitch, let me ask you the same question I asked Mitch. Um, as you are a Michigan fan, but, Two weeks in, I'll ask you a slightly different question. Who's your favorite to win the Big Ten at, as of right now?
1: As of right now, I like Ohio State.
2: Okay. Respect. Okay. That's respect. Okay. If I'm not I mistaken, think. Wisconsin and Nebraska are on the uh, west side, correct? Um,
1: I'm sorry. What was the question? Yeah. Ne- Nebraska
2: yeah. and Wisconsin are in the western yeah. division. Yep. Yeah. So basically, from the east, it's going to be Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, State, Michigan, or Penn State. Right. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that they could, you know, lose to a Wisconsin or a Nebraska and and still be. still be able to get in there and get redemption against them. Yeah. That takes yeah. a lot for him to say that. I'm no, yeah, proud that's of respect.
0: Him. respect. But uh, as we just mentioned, the conferences how how whack is that? The four best teams in pretty much the whole Big Ten are on one side of the conference. I don't know who came up with that alignment, but I I don't know about that. But do we have any final thoughts?
1: Back to my Big Ten thing, so Ohio State has, you know. I feel like it's not an easy schedule, but a much easier compared to a Michigan. And, you know, Ohio State has the ability to, you know, use Justin Fields. And has, and they've looked the best. In, I know it's just been, you know, Cincinnati and... Um,
0: Middle Tennessee. Uh, FAU. Oh, yeah, FAU.
1: And I'm like, you know, they looked good. Like, the second half of FAU, I'm like, they kind of fell, you know, apart. But then the Cincinnati game, they kind of... Co- uh, they looked like they what they were supposed to be they mm-hmm. have, like looked michigan at looks like they don't know you know they tried this fast-paced offense and it's not working so far but obviously it's going to take some weeks but um michigan's schedule is not favorable um mm-hmm. uh, you guys want to take a guess who has the toughest schedule left in this season that has the most ranked opponents on their schedule i'm gonna
2: say it's michigan probably Michigan. It is michigan because you have to also i know you guys got Notre Dame Yep, and they're ranked. Game in the middle of the Big Ten schedule. Yep, and yeah, then I was going to say you got Ohio State ranked, Michigan State ranked, Penn, State. Penn State's ranked. Yep, you play Wisconsin. Next they're, week. Yep. they're ranked. Yep. Yep. Do you play Nebraska? Because aren't they ranked? <laughs> no, Do, they you, you, don't play. Do you play Maryland? Because Maryland's <laughs> ranked. Yes. Yep.
1: So this is Michigan's schedule. Is Wisconsin on the road next to or next Saturday at twelve? Then they go host Rutgers. So that's a bye that, week. Right. Um, the bye week. And after that is Iowa, who's ranked. Yep. So that's two out of three weeks is ranked. And then you go on the road to Illinois, who's not ranked, of course, so a week And then Penn State on the road. Then you host Notre Dame. So that's I think four ranked teams. Yep. And then I already said Notre Dame. Then you go to Maryland.
0: To Maryland? That could be tough.
1: Host Michigan State. Then uh, at Indiana. And then Ohio State. So Essentially, Michigan has seven ranked teams they have to play left on their schedule. And of the three that are other that are not ranked, two of them are on the road.
0: So let me ask you a question, Mitch. Out of those seven ranked games, what do you think? Uh, Michigan goes, what, 5-2, and 6-1? and one? Do they run the table, possibly?
1: I can't say that. After two games, I, I just don't, haven't seen this offense at full strength. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't know what Michigan is. It's They're kind of... I don't know if they will, haven't opened up the playbook because Shea's been injured. I really don't know. I, I can't tell you. It's Army. Army always is a difficult game because it kind of blankets what you do because it limits, obviously we talked about like this last week, mm-hmm. is possessions and everything like that, and they keep the game closed. So you don't really know. You know, It's right. going to be interesting. I can't really tell right now. I'll, after Wisconsin, I'll give you a better, better, uh, a better uh, picture of what – they could
0: do. Colin uh, seven. Okay, so uh, we will move on to our locks of the week. Mitch Ball, I'll start with you. We we both started two zero. We both went two and zero. So how was your games last week? My games are
2: great. You know, I picked uh, the Terps, yep. Terrapins, Maryland, whatever you want to call them. People like to say they have the ugliest uniform in football. Guess what? They got me
0: my cover. What about this other one, New Mexico State? Last thank night. God, <laughs> man. Wow, that was a close one. They kicked that in. sixty-two to ten was a final, and they had fifty-four and a half points. So the field goal literally saves you. Whew. Love to see it. How um,
2: are we supposed to give ours for this week? Yeah, too?
0: yeah, yeah. We'll, go, we'll We'll go in since you started the Terrapins.
2: Your lock of the week is Maryland once again. Uh, they are a seven-point favorite. minus seven. Seven-point favorite traveling to Temple. The Temple Owls. Yep. Yeah. Put that one on the board. Mark it. Send it in. Maryland's winning by seven or more. I if they don't, you know, it's just gonna. I'm gonna fly myself to Maryland <laughs> and have a talk with them. But um, Maryland is my lock this week as a seven point favorite at Temple, and then my upset this week. Uh, what was it again? Um, you had Syracuse. Oh, Syracuse this is risky at Clemson. No, no, uh, Clemson at Syracuse. Oh, Clemson at Syracuse. All right, uh, same teams. Clemson at Syracuse. Uh, I believe it's opening ACC play for them. Uh, yeah. 27 and a twenty-seven and a half points. Syracuse upset them two years ago. I Yep. Two yep. years ago, I think that'll be a tough game. Syracuse, I feel, has to prove something. They got obliterated last week by Maryland. Yep. Um, I think they're going to be out to prove something, especially having the defending national champions in your backyard. Right. I know I'd be fired to play that game. So I think they will be the upset. They will. Uh, what are they? Cover there? the twenty-seven and a half. Yes. They, so okay. they will cover the twenty-seven and a half. And then Mitch Farnsworth,
0: you could have easily been two and zero, but Auburn kind of screwed you over there. But you also got—you were the only one that picked the upset uh, fully with Cal and Washington. So, what what was your takeaway on on your last week games?
1: Uh, Well, Auburn. I guess the line, my line when I first picked it was eighteen, and then the line went down to sixteen on Saturday. So I kind of threw out of that. Yeah. Um, I think that mostly was because I thought uh, the Oregon game. I think um, Oregon game traveling out to Texas to play that game. Was tough for Auburn. I think that's why, you know, I'm not, nothing wrong with Tulane. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. that Right. It was probably an over, you know, a hangover from that game that kept Tulane in it. Um, but Cal, with the upset on Washington. Absolutely.
0: Was,
1: you know, it was, uh, I think it was a nine, 20 to 19, I believe was the final. It
0: got and delayed for like an hour. And,
1: uh, yeah, it was a delayed a while. So mm-hmm. anybody on the East Coast, I give you. Props if you stayed up for that one. I kind of just woke up the next morning and saw the highlights of it. But, right. man, what, winning, game-winning field goal to get Cal over Washington.
0: So we talked about Army a little bit these first two shows, and you're actually picking them this week. Uh, tell us your line for that one.
1: Uh, hold on. Uh, one second. I have to. Okay, Army is going to uh, University of Texas San Antonio, or UTSA. Mm-hmm. I have, It's a 17-point line in favor of Army. I think Army covers.
0: Okay. And then you also have a kind of a risky uh, upset. W- what's your upset?
1: I got the Dell, the Citadel, the D- at 27.5. D- underdogs against Georgia Tech, I think they cover. I, I'm not going to pull the upset. I, it's just gonna, they're going to cover. I, you know, I think the Citadel still runs a triple option. So, like, they did get it against Alabama last year and kept it close. Right. So I'm going to go with the Citadel. Uh, 27 and a half on Georgia Tech
2: Georgia Tech that's shocking usually the Citadel plays Alabama every week I feel like so right. that's kind that's weird that's tr- it's a change-up for, yeah, for sure shocker so my well,
1: no, they don't decide who they play right <laughs> yeah they don't they, we have to call people to get them to play them
0: yeah so my lock of the week I am taking USC minus four going to BYU. I know USC's quarterback got hurt it's got close line only four points but I will take USC. And then my upset pick of the week is tonight, actually. Uh, Washington State traveling to Houston. Um, 9-15 kickoff tonight. Houston plus 9.5. I, I kind of actually like their chances to win this game. And I know, uh, Mitch Farnsworth, you came up with the scoring system. Um, if you get your lock of the week, that's one point. Um, if you, And if you get your upset pick, it's also one point. But if they actually beat the team they upset that is a point uh, and a half you said right
1: correct so okay. yeah it's point and a half yeah
0: so after the first week Mitch Bala and I are tied at two and then Mitch Farnsworth is just behind us with one and a half points so do we have anything else to cover up episode two Mitch Farnsworth
2: go ahead
1: Iowa beats Iowa State 38 31 it's gonna be close great pick
2: great pick I like the Hawkeyes as well Although I, I do like Iowa State with Matt Campbell there. I just don't think they're as good as years past. Um, only thing I'll say is, go. one, go Bucks. Yep. Two, I'm going to step out of my realm here really quick Uh-oh. and just say, watch out for the Buffalo Bills. About to be 2-0 after the weekend. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, uh. I don't know who you're playing this week, Marshall. Maybe you have a buy, so therefore it's another win for you guys. Yep. Um, if they aren't a buy, if you go play go herd, maybe. Go herd as always always, always go herd. Uh, army. If you play army, you got to lose, respect the troops. Yep. And um there you go. Yeah, and Michigan still sucks. Okay, I'm walking out. All right, folks. <laughs> that covers up episode 2. We'll
1: go 11 and 1. That's it. Before we end this, I'm telling you army will finish 11 and 1.
0: Alright, we'll hold you to that We will hold you to that Um, So that wraps up episode 2 Of Much More Football Um, Thank you guys for tuning in Um, Michigan sucks